midweek episode number whatever it is, we're sticking with our comedy genre, but we are taking out Leslie Nielsen and adding in Bill Murray with a Christmas theme because we watched Scrooged. Yes. Which I I had never seen this before. You're really? kidding. No. no. No, I hadn't. So last night I popped my Scrooge cherry. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realise until today that it was a Richard Donner film. Yeah. Donner kebab. They didn't get on. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, they, in fact, Bill Murray really resented. He said that because he ad-libbed the majority of his lines, yeah. but a lot of it ended up on the cutting room floor, which is interesting. I saw it was his first film after Ghostbusters because he was a bit, he was still a bit fucked from the whole attention that he was getting from Ghostbusters. So I didn't realise that either after looking into it. Roger Ebert asked if they'd had any disagreements. Murray replied, only a few every single minute of the day. <laughs> it could have been a really, really great movie. The script was so good. There's maybe one take in the final cut of the movie that's mine. Mm. Which is a shame, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So this is the story of television president Frank Cross, who is played by Bill Murray and is looking to put on a extravagant live version of Scrooge, the Christmas Carol. Prior to that, though, we get a kind of cold opening, which I hadn't remembered at all which was a sort of series of television offerings. That I love these. These were amazing. You had Cajun Christmas with Robert Goulet as he's sort of paddling in a tux down the Cajun River with a crocodile or an alligator, as it would an, be. It was an old-fashioned Cajun Christmas. Yeah, an old-fashioned Cajun Christmas, that's yeah. right. We had Father Likes Beaver. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, your father's just out chasing beaver. <laughs> But the pinnacle is Lee Majors starring in... Have you got the name there, Sidey? The Night the Reindeer Died. The Night the Reindeer Died, which looks like the greatest story never told, featuring Father Christmas and his band of merry elves under fire from a sort of paramilitary organisation and being rescued by Lee Majors, the $6 million man. Yeah, when he appears and he's holding a minigun, that was a real minigun. (laughs) Wow. What? Yeah, it was real. Let's hope it wasn't loaded. Yeah, not loaded with live rounds, but yeah, it gave me a real minigun for that bit. Um, Anytime there are fake, and I'm assuming these are fake, trailers for made-up films within a film, they're always brilliant. Yeah. 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 And I usually want to watch them more than the actual film that I'm watching. Well, it's the same with adverts as well, like Robocop and the Total Recall films where you've got the, the Sunscreen 3000 uh, which we've all, we obviously uh, spoke about back in uh, top 10 lists. But yeah, I really brilliant. like the Robert Goulet one because he also had an amazing cameo in the Simpsons episode where he, he's yes. hired by Bart to sing in his um, treehouse. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. He's he's obviously a, a top man. But getting on to the... That's the, that's the initial sort of advertisement that runs and then we cut to the boardroom with Bill Murray just terrorising these execs in the boardroom and he says that's... This this is all shite, you know. I can't remember exactly how he terms it, but he says you need to scare people into watching this thing. He's really <laughs> and, uh, so the advert then comes on for his. It's going to be like a live production of of Scrooge going out on Christmas Eve. And um, did you did you remember the the promo for that? Yeah, 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 brilliant. yeah. It just so it comes features on. an airplane blowing up. Well, it, the first the first shot is just people screaming, and it just. Yeah. Says, Acid rain, and then cuts to some junkies. Drug addiction. Then, you, then you get the 
the plane blowing up, international terrorism. And then a guy just leaning over to another car and shooting a shotgun. <laughs> Freeway yeah. killers. And now then the it never. ends with a nuclear explosion. <laughs> yeah. And it says, now than ever, it's more important to remember the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> and then it just Genius. pops up with Scrooge. Yeah. The international but, terrorism bit was quite relevant because when it this was released, there was the Lockerbie bombing yes. actually oh, occurred. Yeah. So I'm surprised it didn't get pulled, actually. But I suppose in the States, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, unfortunate bit of timing there. So he's got a band of executives that he's, as you say, terrorizing, including one Elliot Loudermilk, yeah, played Bobcat. by Bobcat Goldthwaite, who... If you if that name means anything to you, police. it was probably Police Academy. His voice will will mean more to you than his name, I'd imagine. Yeah. Does anybody want to try their hand at an impression? No, because oh, you see, I think if I tried, it will sound like Charlie out of the uh, band. I can't say. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's all just it's just squawks and it sounds like his voice is being manipulated as it comes out of yeah. his mouth it's yeah. like a teenager's voice breaking at three yeah. different pitches both high and low uh, so it- bobcat goldthwaite elliot loudermilk is is fired on christmas eve hmm. and yeah, his the secretary says um it's christmas eve and uh, frank says that's right make sure he doesn't get his christmas bonus <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the night before the show is due to air, Frank is visited by the ghost of his ex-boss, Lou Hayward, who yeah. died from a heart attack. This is quite a scary scene, really, yeah, for I, a PG I, movie. Yeah, that's the thing, because I've i considered letting the kids watch it, but after watching it, I went, no. I, I think Stick with the Muppets Christmas Carol, I think, yeah, version yeah, of the story. Yeah, that. Because the boss comes up as a sort of decomposing body pulling a golfer. golf cart is it, behind yeah, is it, it. Is it Jack Palance? Possibly. I can't remember, but there were there are a lot of big name sort of I don't want to say cameos, but they're brief appearances from, from decent, you know, big name yeah, stars. Yeah. So Lou Hayward, his former mentor, warns him he will be visited by three ghosts and then proceeds to dangle him by one rotten arm out of the window, which the arm then kind of breaks and Frank falls to his death, but he doesn't. It was all a dream. Wakes up in his chair. uh, And then he's doing the Christmas gift list for his friends and family. VHS. (laughs) He gets a towel. He gets a towel, bath towel. Bath bath towels. Monogrammed IBS, whatever the name of the station is, just everyone gets a towel. (laughs) Yeah, including his long-suffering secretary yes yeah yeah who he compels to work with him if i work late you work late yeah, yeah. if you don't work i can't work and it's yeah it just it just really ups the ante on being a nasty fucking horrible piece of work which apparently he really enjoyed playing that side of it which i think you would yeah of course you would yeah obviously it, this is an adaptation of the the usual christmas carol story mm. so it follows Pretty much the the usual theme of seeing the different ways, you know, how he came to be like this, what's going to happen if he carries on like today and in the future. I thought the the ghost of Christmas yet to come or future or whatever they they describe it was really cool in this. Yeah. Design-wise, looked excellent. Yeah, Yeah. it did look amazing, yeah. The the character, the fairy, she was ghost of Christmas present. Present, yeah. Yeah, she she really struggled with it. 
Yeah, that's quite amusing ever so often absolutely belting him. Yeah, she she didn't like having to be so physical, but Bill Murray was said, just go for it, just, you know. <laughs> and uh, she did injure him when she she ripped his lip, didn't she, when she yeah. grabbed his face. And, yeah, that's right. But she, she, she kept, um, like, breaking down and in tears about having to be so oh, violent. <laughs> but, um, I the ghost of Christmas Past is a taxi driver that yeah. takes horrible. Bill horrible. Murray back to his childhood which is very sad oh. he gets five kilos of veal as a christmas present <laughs> is that bill murray's dad who plays the dad or his brother no, it's his brother it's it's his brother. all three of his brothers yeah are in his this. brothers yeah. yeah and then we get a flashback to a christmas party where we see some quite incredible hair from yeah. bill murray it's oh, a kind of low Kingpin bald lo- it was sort of terry nutkins-esque it was kind of a bald long because Bill Murray's got a fairly receding hairline as it is. Yeah, he seems to have had that since day one. Yeah. I literally did lol when I, when it popped up with his hair like that. It was amazing. It's really quite... I mean, if you haven't seen it, you really should check out Bill Murray's hair in the uh, flashback sequence. It's it's really quite something to behold. But it appears, obviously, that he this was the first time that he met his lost love from years ago, Claire Phillips. Indiana Jones's wife. Yeah. Karen Allen. Uh, who? Karen Allen. I thought the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's Margot Kidder. But, um, yeah, they do look alike. They really do. Yeah. Uh, and both seem to just disappear off the face of the earth, really. But then I looked at Karen Allen's filmography and she has done loads of stuff. She says, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But Margot Kidder did, I think she went bonkers, didn't she? She was homeless. She did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. So we get to see a little bit of their backstory and it's quite sad, you know, I think. Frank Cross has understandably difficult emotions around Christmas given his upbringing anyway. Then he, there's a series of circumstances that happen. He's, he's fiercely ambitious and on a particular Christmas Eve when he's working as Frisbee the dog, he's invited to go to dinner with his boss, <laughs> which inadvertently ends up killing the relationship really with his one true love, Claire. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, you know, you get that typical thing of, the guy's an absolute arsehole, but at the same time, you certainly empathise with him because he's been through some. It's bad all those times. sliding door moments, isn't it? Where he's just chosen that path when yeah, he could have done something doors, different, yeah. but he's he's chosen career over love or whatever. It you know, he gets that chance again, doesn't he, to to rekindle that romance, and again he he screws it up. Yeah, yeah. he's horrible to a homeless man named Herman. Yeah, who later on he he yeah, sees but- he's he's frozen to death. And he's trapped in that under, what is it, a sewer or... Um... It's a sub-level, it's just sub-level. Do you yeah. know it was underneath Trump Tower? Oh, nice. Yeah, so that ends, that adds another sort of level of something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that becomes quite futile, doesn't it? And he realises that he can't he can't change the future, but he, he can't change things that have happened, but, he, but it's kind of a allegory for him going forward and making the best of things as they are, really. Yeah. Where he came out of each vision quest or whatever with the ghost were really good. The way he, like, he'd be on fire. So he, when he sees his own cremation and he's yeah, on fire, then he bursts out. Of the, those, those moments yeah. were really good, I thought. Yes. I hate, I hate those films, parts of films that do that. This, I think when they're in the coffin and they go into the crematorium, yeah, yeah. like, I think there's one in Bond. There's, an, there's a Sean Connery Bond film of similar like that where he just sort of comes to and there's flames all around him and you're like, Got to be the um, worst way to go. 
Live and let die, isn't it? Yeah. So we get the ghost of Christmas present, who is the sort of angry fairy that you were mentioning, Howie, and we get the ghost of... What is he? The ghost of... What did you call him before? I think it was Christmas Yet to Come. Yes, Christmas Yet it. to Come, in which he sort of dies cremated without <laughs> anyone except his brother there. That is his real brother. And that was his real brother, correct. Uh-huh. So this obviously is the sort of moment where he realises he can sort of change everything and we sort of race to the end, the predictable end of the It was still movie. a bit... Yeah, because Elliot comes back, who he's he obviously fired. Yes, uh, with, with a, a shotgun, shotgun. <laughs> and he just makes makes him take over the control room, so that yeah. it's still a bit, you know, under violent pretense that he gets control of his show back. Yeah, absolutely. By me. <laughs> so he ends up apologising to his secretary, to his brother. He makes a plea for his lost love to come back to him. They reunite. Is that, is that all off ad hoc? Uh, speech do you think because yes. it seems really impassioned and he's, he's like he's so he's I think like, he had lived yeah he had pretty much everything yeah. he just goes for it and, and you can tell that as well and then they end it with put a little love uh, in your heart which yeah. is quite nice so what did you think because when, when we were smart. watching this last night he Karen Allen obviously he he, he makes a plea to her over the airwaves to, to mm. and she comes along but He's just not five seconds ago snogged that girl, you know, the dancing girl. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, hang on a minute, you know, they, they start kissing, it's all romantic. But he just got off with someone else two minutes ago. <laughs> he hasn't completely changed his, uh, his chin. And, and we've also forgotten that throughout present and Christmas yet to come is the secretary's son who's been psychologically scarred by something that happened, didn't it? And he's become mute. Was he's mute, yeah. Yeah. And he, does he say that, is it the very last bit of the film? Or he certainly speaks pretty yeah, much. Yeah, at the very last thing, he does the classic Tiny Tim, God bless us everyone type of thing. Yeah. I really enjoyed John Glover as the sort of slimy executive who's brought yeah. in, basically making the same role that he had in Gremlins 2, pretty much. Yeah. He, he, he's after Bill Murray's job. The difference, I guess, is that Frank is just obviously really nasty, whereas Bryce, is it? Is that what his name is? Yeah. He is kind of underhand about everything. He's much slimy. slimier. Yeah. He's very good. But the film really is carried by a fantastic performance from Bill Murray. Yeah, I didn't realise that he, he had effectively not quit, but he had a really long hiatus. Mm. This was his first film for four years. Yeah. He'd um, been living in Paris, hadn't he? Yeah. So obviously he had the success of Ghostbusters and then he had, he'd insisted that he wanted to make The Razor's Edge, which was a massive commercial flop. And it really upset him, hadn't it? It knocked him mm. for six. So he hadn't worked, basically. He hadn't, he hadn't, I don't think he'd officially said, I'm not making any more films, but he was, I don't know, if his confidence had taken a, a hit or he just wasn't enthused about making any more of these sort of films. But he was tempted out of semi-retirement, I guess, to, to make this. But I didn't realize that big, long gap. It's no, I didn't either. Completely no. new to me. Dan's a big fan of The Razor's Edge, so I think he might have known about that. We get a sort of fairly typical Danny Elfman score, and the cinematographer is Michael Chapman, who's the guy who did Taxi Driver, Ghostbusters 2, Space Jam. And you do get, you know, the, the physical and special effects are integrated quite well into this movie, considering yeah. it's 1984. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Miles Davis plays one of the street musicians that Frank 
orders off the the front steps of the IBC building, which is an interesting <laughs> little cameo. But you haven't seen it, Sidey. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know why I dodged it for so long. Maybe because it was Christmassy and I just wasn't that fussed about watching another Christmas film. But I mean, Bill Murray, you know. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of Bill Murray in this film. I think yeah. probably in every single scene. Yeah, it um, felt like it. It's fantastic. Really good. Tossed up for me between this and, and Muppets that we've already mentioned for the yeah. best version of the story. Mm. Really like it. Although I did note when I was looking around that, what's that film critic you like so much? Roger, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert said this is the worst version. They absolutely hated Christ. it. He didn't like this at all. Oh, did um, he not? That's no. interesting. Interesting that it's it's a PG. Because uh, yeah, quite... I think today it would be a 12A. You know, parental guidance is, 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 yeah. is required. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's quite, quite spooky. Yeah. It's it definitely got the the feel, you know, that era, that eighties yeah. sort of vibe, that sort of comedy. I suppose because it's got all the people that you associate with it. But yeah, I, I'm glad I've seen it now because I don't, I wish I hadn't dodged it for so long because it was really really good. Oh, good. Yeah, it, it's a nice feel good thing at the end. I know it's cheesy and schmaltz with the singing and stuff, but it's. Well, nice. I preferred it when he was an arsehole, To be honest, yeah, yeah. Was, of, course. <laughs> of course. That's where all the humour is, you know, when it gets all happy and you know whatever. Yeah, it's good. So let's wrap it up. Howie, were you not entertained? Yeah, yeah, that's, it's a good one. Riggs? Yeah, and I also wanted to mention just quickly that there's a bit where Frank's boss is telling him about there's 27 million cats and 48 million oh, yeah. dogs and they need to make <laughs> yeah. programs especially for cats and dogs. And I believe that is now a real thing that they do. So what was satire back in 1984 true. is now reality, which is interesting. Yeah, I like this movie. I mean, it's predictable, of course, but it's funny and feel-good Christmas stuff. Yeah, loved it. Like you say, feel good, but I prefer the feel bad bit of it. It was still, it was funny. You know, it's Bill Murray, so ticking a lot of boxes. And it's probably a little bit too spooky to show my daughter, but I still really enjoyed it. So God bless us one and all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. You better come out and stop me.